Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Career Retrospectives right here on the Superview Show. I am joined by my good man Kyle and Mike. What's going on, guys? Yo, Not yo, much. yo. Excited for this one. Yes. Yeah. I, I heard the Windows noise in the background. There goes the stream right there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're, we're all done for already. JT's so, going to start glitching out again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Hopefully not. I hope the you, you'd be surprised. Actually, I got my Wi-Fi like upgraded like two packages worth. Like, let's go. So it's all good. Um, but anyways, we are here to discuss the new Slipknot album. This is uh, this is not the end. Sorry, I keep thinking of the movie for some reason. The the end so far. Who would like to go first and share their love of Slipknot and how amazingly super awesome this album was? Is it Kyle or Mike? Uh, I'll take it first. Okay, Kyle. <laughs> uh, I was pretty excited for this one. I thought We Are Not Your Kind was a fantastic album for them. That one did have a bit of experimentation on it on certain tracks, like Spiders comes to mind. Not my favorite in terms of that aspect. So when I heard the Chapel Town Rag being the first single, in my mind, I was like, all right, they took the good aspects of that and we're just going full force with that. Then they released the dying song. And I was like, all right, we're still going that direction. And then I those were the only two. I stuck myself to only hearing the two singles. I didn't listen to Yen when that was released. Uh, when I first started listening to this, though, uh, very taken aback by one, the weird decision to open with Adderall, which when we talk about the track listing more, I'll get into it, but that was an odd choice. And uh, really outside of those two that I mentioned earlier and a couple other select songs here and there, this is a much slower album than we're used to. Uh, much more experimentation on here, a lot more atmospheric sounds going on than anything they've done previously. Uh, to me, the one word that comes to mind when I think about this album and when I was listening to it, the, word that kept coming to my mind when I was reviewing it was disjointed. There's so much on here that just doesn't sound cohesive. And I'm talking like even in terms of song by song in each song, there are parts that come in that I'm like, that it doesn't fit here. Um, so huge Slipknot fan. I was really excited for this one. Uh, didn't really do much for me, to be honest. Okay. All right. Mike, what do you got? Um, you know, it's a strange kind of, you know, change up that a band does when they leave a record label. And, um, you know, I feel in a lot of ways, um, because of some of the, the gap between the, the pandemic and uh, a lot of, um, kinds of, side projects happening in this band and uh you know in between uh making this album and moving on to the next one that i feel like sometimes a, a band will put out an album as like a final goodbye to a, a record label who they kind of um you know don't really have any obligation to anymore that kind of lures them into the into the world of experimental kind of more experimentation especially if it's more on the dollar of roadrunner records than it is their own um release so in a lot of ways do i do i think this is a a, a kind of sloppy like half-assed release so that they can kind of regain power and really go for broke on their next one i'm not gonna say that but i uh i definitely 
uh, felt that vibe on this album. Didn't feel like it was 100% uh, like home runs. There was no 10s on here. Um, there was no nines on here um, and, you know, barely any eights. Um, so for me, it definitely, uh, it definitely fell below that expectation. Like Kyle said, was some, some weird experimentation, which doesn't exactly help the pacing of the album. Um, uh, you know, those riffs are, are just aren't there. And, um, and overall, yeah, I just feel this album definitely, uh, it definitely kind of fulfills the contract. It doesn't fulfill, I think, the expectation. Yeah. Yeah. So for me personally, I mean, I, full disclosure, I was not, I mean, by no, if, if anyone has listened to me personally for any period of time, I mean, outside of doing, bless you, <laughs> outside of doing the show at all, um, I will say this I am not by any, I saw that bike. <laughs> I sneezed. You didn't say bless you. Jeez. He cannot resist the dab sneeze. Just saying. Cannot. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, um, I I am not like the biggest. I, I love metal. I mean, classic metal is my 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 bread and butter. But when it comes to modern metal, like Slipknot and the stuff that we with the other artists we've talked about here on our show career perspectives have really opened my eyes up to more and more of what metal thrash metal or just speed metal or just modern metal is really. Uh, and I, cause I haven't really delved into that outside of what we, what I, what I knew pre for growing up and I knew going to this and slipknot fell into the category of like, Oh, I'll give them a shot. So that being said, I did listen to before I listened to the new album, prepping for this stream i did go back and listen to we are not we are not your kind is that we're not their kind or whatever it was called yeah that was the yeah. last one yeah the most recent album from 2019 i believe and i gotta tell you this th there are some changes uh if you're going into this album for those of you who, are, who may may not have streamed this yet or not listened to it yet if you're going into the end so far uh expect some changes expect some slower songs dare i say it or expect some different like pace of change you know, certain paces and stuff like that but i mean to me it was it, it it's not a it's it's not a perfect album but it, it, it does have some good songs which we'll get into our track listing as well what, what, that, I, that i liked or that kyle liked or mike liked but me personally uh we're not your kind was a lot of fun <laughs> for lack of a better word i was like oh this is new type of metal for me i'm like oh I'm all, i got all into it it was at the time it was great then COVID hit and well the world kind of fell apart but um but this album i i did enjoy it for what it was worth um for the most part but at the same time expect some change that's the best way i can say and as mike was saying that this was their last album on their most on their previous record label if i'm not mistaken right yeah yeah and it, it almost seems like a not, not like a farewell album in a sense, but like it, it, it I mean, it kind of kind of doesn't. I mean, we'll get into all that in a minute, but I just, overall, it really just it's an album that has some some good songs on it for what it's worth. And it might some 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 of the songs might surprise you. You might some some uh, excuse me, some songs you might not like. And that's perfectly OK. That's all. It's all about that's what it's all about here. So anyways, let's jump over to the next page the Wikipedia page where we can talk about our, the track listing and stuff like that for the end so far. Um, I would like to start this one actually for my 
personal uh yeah <laughs> mike's like thank god he's starting first <laughs> he's like yes. oh it only took him like 26 episodes <laughs> of career, career retrospectives <laughs> to start first Damn it. <laughs> Woo. yes achoo so i just want to i want to read off the track listening and then i will read off my specific tracks that i liked personally um uh, my stand-up track excuse me um adderall and i'm gonna read the, the length of them as well because I, I think it's a factor to some extent as well adderall was 540 the dying song time to sing 323 the chapel town rag uh, was 451 yen was 445 have my i have my hive mind excuse me uh was 515 warranty was 351 medicine for that it was 616 acidic was 450 heirloom was 331 hell which is spelled h377 super cheesy whatever we'll, we'll get down a little bit um 423 uh, D said, I, I butchered the hell out of it. Forgive me, guys. <laughs> D said, uh, 539 and the finale and finale 507. My standout tracks of this album, um, I, I if my standout tracks, and I also have some, something I just want to say in general about this as well. But my standout tracks for me are the, the Chapleton Rag, uh, Hive Mind, and Medicine for the Dead. There's something about those three tracks for me personally. Like coming off of We Are Not Your Kind, going into this, those to me were like, oh, these are familiar Slipknot sound. To me, at least, familiar Slipknot songs that I would I would go back to, like for a little while. At least, oh, I remember when that album came out, or I'll go back to that song, whatever. Those are just the three that stand out to me, and I would go back to those as well. Uh, I just want to shine some light on something. Like Jay Weinberg's drumming. I'm a big Jay Weinberg fan, actually. Just, I didn't really, I, I didn't realize who he was initially until I like a couple re- recently. I was like, oh wait, his dad is the drummer in the E Street Band, which is it's, it's, it's a, for me it was like a big a, 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 an eye opener. I was like, oh my god, he's actually like his father son drumming. It's pretty pretty cool. Uh, just the things that I noticed, that me personally. But uh, but yeah, my Jay, I just took note of that like Jay's drumming was like very great for me personally. But anyways. My standard tracks, as I said, were the Chapleton's Rag, Hive Mind, and Medicine for the Dead. Uh, yeah. So those are my standout tracks personally. What about Mike? What are some of your standout tracks? All right. Well, before I do my standout tracks, I'll do I'm gonna start with a little bit of a preemptive kind of discussion or sure. uh, about Slipknot. So I'm um, yeah, for a good chunk of time, Slipknot steadily grown a ravenous fan base, um, known for their high energy shows. I mean, they were born in uh, the new metal movement. Um, you know, one of my favorite um, metal kind of categories back in the day. You know, the early 2000s. You know, um, you know, Mudvayne, uh, Il Nino, Slipknot, um, American Head Charge. You know. Um, all these bands kind of like you know they kind of limpus use limpus right shut up Kyle. all right <laughs> listen we don't speak of that name all right why uh, no i mean limpus get yeah they're in there you know the fusion of of hip-hop you know turntables um rappy kind of lyrics uh with metal and hardcore has always been something that's always kind of like uh gain some traction you know and um you know from their seven album span 
uh, every t- every album has gravitated towards more clean singing, um, less brutality, more clean singing. And obviously they, they find that album where they try to reinvent that old self. You know, let's put out that heavy album. Let's try to, to top our previous self. But it's always difficult, um, you know, and, uh, you know, being one of the flagship bands of Roadrunner, um, uh, they were, oh, you know, right, right up there with Nickelback. You know, apparently, yeah, uh, you know, God help us. But um, yeah, like, you know, they were one of the top Arsenal, like topping the Billboard 200. They were on massive tours with all these bands uh, or these other artists who they shouldn't even have been, you know, like they should be. But I'm saying like people are like, why is Slipknot right up there with like, you know, I don't know, like Pink or one of these other artists who are on the top Billboard charts. And it's just like because Slipknot has such uh, you know the maggots man the pulse of the maggots you know they are always elevated them to the you know to the kind of um popularity that they got to um you know and um a lot of the uh the rumors of this band always ending 2003 uh 13 you know they were like oh something's gonna happen you know uh they're, they're this they're that um and here we are with an album uh that like i was saying before kind of feels a little bit obligatory feels a little um affected by covid feels a little rushed um, you know, some ele- very uh, experimental elements, which usually when you have experimental element- elements, it's usually the sign of a band's um, lack of identity or um, they're being tired of doing a certain style of music so much. And they kind of feel like um, spreading their wings a little more and uh, kind of soaring to a different kind of sound or trying something new, which is cool. But I always believe in side projects for that um, versus uh, um you know the actual album so yeah just to get to the the songs my top songs um hive mind was the song hive mind was the song that the only song on the album that really felt to me like a true slipknot song that freaking riff in the beginning is awesome the whole uh the, even the creepy noises at the beginning um only issue with this song is the the chorus kind of sounds similar to previous choruses done on a couple of the songs like um the dying song or um the chapel town rag um has has that problem throughout this album where that chorus kind of does that and it's this this kind of style of singing that he's uh Corey's doing in this album which is a little more experimental it comes off like very like um a lot of the songs have the same kind of hit the same kind of notes he's doing a kind of off pitch kind of singing on purpose it's almost this very stylistic kind of reminds me of like Bowie a little bit kind of reminds me of um, uh, um, Allison Chains, you know, some of these like real moody kind of like songs. Um, yeah. So hide mine. I mean, that's it. That's the number one song. And if we, as we come down the scale to some of the other songs that are kind of meeting it uh, a little bit further down, um another song i really liked was yen i thought that was cool it had a nice co- the chorus was a little repetitive but i liked the chorus um had a good atmosphere to it uh interesting uh throwback sounds on this one um also acidic this is a creepy freaking song this is a creepy song although the vocals kind of drive me nuts um at times and are almost a little over the top trying to sound um different just different than his usual experiment experimenting with strange kind of that's the style i this song grew on me um yeah so like um and then my songs i hated the most uh 
I hated H377. I ain't going to say the name of that song. I hated that song. I had to, I'm using Kyle's. I hate that song. Like, uh, <laughs> it starts off so cool. Like, it started off something from, like, uh, what's the name of that band? Um, like, Suicide Silence. Like, the, the beginning kind of had this cool, like, rhythmic thing happening with this, like, startup. Like, we're about to just chug into the song. And then it just, this generic guitar um riff in the beginning and it just kind of like uh this the cheesy uh you know one of us knows who hates me one of us loves it it's just oh god what the hell is that what i mean one of us knows who hates me one of us loves it Corey, please man what the hell is that um you know and then heirloom another heirloom was the one that actually starts off with like that cool intro and then goes into uh a horrible riff um hell is the one that has the cheesy line i mixed that up um sorry but um yeah like so and then also a warranty i hated that song too uh there was you know just has some weird things going on with the vocals i i kind of like the weirdness of it but it just feels like it doesn't fit um into the song and then uh Songs that I was okay with that are okay. Chapel Town Rag. I'm actually one of the few people that actually was not in love with that song. Um, the blast beats were cool, but they felt a little out of place uh, and interrupted the flow of the song because it was like, here's the blast beat part. And then like it would go back to the song and then the blast beat part would come back again. It wasn't like, hey, here's the blast beat part over top of the flow of the song. It was like when the blast beats were happening, it was just kind of like they were just by themselves. You know what I mean? It just felt off. Um, and then the dying song was pretty standard affair. Um, and then um, Adderall. Adderall was just a strange song. It was kind of cool stylistically. But once again, there's a major problem with this album and its songwriting <clears throat> is it doesn't, it just kind of repeats. You know what I mean? It's just like, that's his like vocal pattern. And it just doesn't, go off somewhere it kind of repeats it almost like a nursery rhyme Mary had a little you know it just it just feels like this album was a little lazy a little uninspired and just kind of um something that uh you know maybe Corey, maybe the band was just interested in kind of doing versus like really hitting it home and having some good musical kind of evolution so yeah so my general feeling of the Parts that I liked and disliked. All righty, Kyle, standout tracks, overall impressions. What do you got? Yeah, I'm going to start the same way that Mike did with a little background just on that. Um, I tend to disagree with Mike on the statement on this album. There's no nines or tens on here. I found a couple, and I'll get into those in a minute. But Mike, I 100% agree with you on the experimentation part. That's what side projects should be for. I, I don't care what anyone says. Yes, experimentation to an extent is good. But when you're a band and you start releasing things that just don't sound like you at all, that's where I start to draw issue. Because if I wanted something like Acidic or Adderall or Heirloom, I would go to a different band. I don't want to go to Slipknot to listen to that. And even if you were to just go on, you know, Spotify, whatever, throw all Slipknot songs on shuffle, you're in a mood to hear 
Slipknot, some aggressive music. You're not going to be in the mood to hear that, which is going into this. It not only I said earlier, it's disjointed. I found it to be just the layout of it. Like nothing seemed to flow into each other very well. There were some like questionable choices of positions of songs throughout this track list that I think maybe could have worked a little bit better, at least in terms of it a cohesive album if they were just placed differently and uh mike yeah I, I totally get what you're saying where i don't know if i'd go as far as to say yeah they rushed this out purposely as like an fu to the album or to the record label um i don't know if i'd go that far but i think they definitely did suffer quite a bit from that mentality of like oh this is our last one on the label why are we going to use great songs for this when we can save that for our next one, which might be more of like a, a passion project, whatever. Um, to me, this comes off as more of we are not your kind B-sides. Like, oh, here's some stuff that we were working on. They didn't didn't make the last album. So here you go. We'll maybe have a couple of really great songs and the rest is just this wasn't good enough for the last album. But I will agree with uh, one statement Corey Taylor had recently, whereas... <laughs> Yeah, on this topic, he said, just shut up you'll, and take what we give you, which, you know what, I agree with for bands. Who are we to, you know, give them crap for it? You know, we can dislike it, but at the end of the day, they gave us what they wanted to give us. You don't have to like it, but, you know, I see people online attacking them for like this album, and I, I don't think that's the right route necessarily. But uh, anyway, let me get into the track list here. My top songs on this, a um, little bit different than you guys. Uh, I really like Chapel Town Rag. That's my number one. That and Dying Song, I, I gave both of those just straight 10 out of 10s. That's what I want from Slipknot. That's that's what I come for. Um, then I actually really liked uh, Hell, H377. Mike, <laughs> I, I know. I really like the song. That was the one that really threw me back, though, and that's kind of why I'm surprised that you didn't care for it too much. That threw me back, especially the vocal styles, to the self-titled album days, hmm. with like the more like rap-inspired vocal on the verses. Yeah, it's, that one I gave a nine. The lyrics are pretty horrendous on it. I'll give you that. I'll agree with you there. <laughs> um, but the one, the line that you had mentioned like that's one of the lines from the album that actually like not so much the lyrics themselves but the way he vocalized them is one of the lines that actually stayed and like stuck in my head hmm. um really those are the only three songs though that i thought were really good uh hive mind i gave that was the only one that got an eight that one i did like that a lot i just felt like again disjointed when the chorus comes it just takes me completely out of the song i just feel like the transition into the chorus isn't great i don't know that seems to be an unpopular opinion people the popular opinion seems to be that people love that one so maybe that's just me but i found the transition throughout the album as a whole to be one of the downfalls where i feel like a lot of the choruses just kind of come out of nowhere and are very jarring and don't really make sense in terms of the song and i feel like that's another i feel like that's more of a covid thing 
where they even said like, yeah, we weren't all just around writing this. It was just kind of here and there. I can kind of see that. I kind of see what they're saying with that. And uh, I 100% agree with you that the choruses are a major suffering point of this mm-hmm. album. Like uh, a lot of them did not stick in my head. There was only a couple. And then the riffs themselves. I never got that feeling of Slipknot. Like the riffs besides Hive Mind and maybe one other, um, like you said, Hell, uh, kind of like felt like it, but it just was riddled with um, like bad choruses and then just um, other cringy things like vocally that kind of really hurt so yeah there was really not much from here that stuck in my head afterwards like when i think of these songs in like two weeks i probably won't remember most of them like if you tell me the name of the song i probably won't be able to think of it in my head like oh that's the that's the melody or the chorus from that song (laughs) starting with adderall though was a horrendous decision and I'll die on that hill. Uh, I think the dying song would have been perfect to open it. I think the intro to that song would have made a great album opener. Um, the ending finale does not come off as a, I wouldn't call that a finale. It just kind of ends. Mm-hmm. Really, a lot of this, the songs on here just came out to like sixes or sevens to me out of 10, just kind of not bad, slightly above middle of the road. And then there were two that I thought I, I couldn't stand. Acidic was one of them, Mike. I'm sorry. It has to be how it always works. Yeah. I just really hated this song. Everything about it, the style. Yeah, it's more atmospheric, which I don't like atmospheric music. That's not really my thing. I know you're a little bit more into that. This one just sounded really disjointed to me. Out of all the songs, this was the one that I was like, they they didn't know what they were doing on this one. And I fully support you hating that song because I myself, it, it it's a guilty pleasure. Like I fully put it in that category. If someone said, hey, is Acidic a good song? I would say uh, the answer to that is um, it's a based on the preference of the person listening to it. And also in general, if you like a song that strikes notes that are unusual and like um, uh, that are way off their center, then it's for you if you want to if you want a slipknot song look elsewhere like you know what i'm saying but like you know i enjoyed it for because it was so strange i think that's why i liked it is because because i was like if i'm already in this album and i am disappointed by many songs that are not slipknot-esque really not slipknot not me with this song like you know what i mean like really do it right if you're gonna if you're not gonna be your average self go for gold and i feel like acidic was exactly what you're saying it's complete opposite which is why i was already at that point by this that song and i was like hey we're already there bring on acidic because we're already in a completely different realm of like songs and you know yeah so yeah 100 percent and you know adderall probably my second least favorite on here not just because i think it's a bad way to start the album but i think it it's long it doesn't really go anywhere it just kind of goes through the motions and being almost six minutes long it it doesn't do anything the whole time it's there uh also heirloom i'm in agreement with you on that one mike that was a weird weird song forgettable i will say it did have the most volume three uh sound of the album but even then 
falls super flat. And surprisingly, I know a lot of people really like this song. I think both of you mentioned liking it a lot, but Yen, I didn't like Yen very much. I They had some cool things that would happen in the song, and I'd be like, wow, that was awesome. I wish there was more of that, like the uh, the DJ like scratching turntable section in there was great i was like wow that was really cool and then that's it it's just a straightforward rock song with some hints of slipknot and honestly to me one of surprisingly one of the most disappointing things on this album was Corey taylor which is mm. super shocking i am a huge Corey taylor fan he's one of my favorite vocalists uh i've loved everything he's done you know i'm stone sour fan huge slipknot fan and I am one of the few people that I know that actually really thought his solo album, the CMFT stuff, was pretty solid. I actually th- I thoroughly enjoyed that. But his choruses on here, just the vocals on them are very forgettable. And again, I don't know if CM- it was a... CMFT stand for oh, I couldn't tell you, Mike. It's, <laughs> it's you know, it's very clever. Oh. Uh, but, you know... <laughs> His, I don't know if it came down to his vocals just being phoned in for this. I don't know. I'm not going to accuse them of that because that's, you know, maybe it's just what they wanted to do. Maybe it's just the experimentation. But really, the clean vocals on here just didn't do it for me. You know, his screams, he's great. I mean, he he could scream the alphabet and it would sound fantastic. There's nothing wrong with those ones. I thought those were the highlights of it vocally. But then the choruses came along and just took songs that could have been ranked higher and just trashed it. Yeah. And like, you know, it's funny is uh, I was waiting for the parts to drop. Like here comes the big drop, like the big breakdown. And it failed me on many levels. Like there were a couple moments where, you know, like you said in a yen after he does that scratching part, mm-hmm. it hits this, this pretty chuggy riff that I actually appreciated. And I was like, all right, like, this is a nice kind of like older school kind of chuggy riff. It's not like your your new school kind of um, you know uh, uh, type of breakdown. But there, I was waiting for that big drop, and it like teased you, and then it didn't do it, or it did it, but it was real, just not good. You know what I mean? And it's just kind of like it was just kind of shocking that um uh the brutality in this album is definitely lacking. And I understand, like, I know I saw an interview with Corey where he said, you write the heaviest album on the planet. And then people want to hear that all the time. And he's like, like he said, just shut up and um, take what we Mm -hmm. give you. And like, uh, and like, I'll completely agree with Kyle on this. I'm so sick of the internet age where it's like, we are unhappy with what you do. So we're going to literally complain and whine and um, post comp, uh, comments and say, like, you're not the same. You, you uh, Iowa is the best. Why can't you do that? Like, dude, if the the artist wants to do what the hell they want to do, then it's just, it's too bad, man. Um, it's not your decision. And if you don't like it, stop listening. Like, don't have to comment. And like, like I complain on here, but I, but I'm not going out on social media. I'm not contacting the band. I'm not messaging them. And I'm also not going around like talking crap to people. I'm literally uh, being honest. And then that's it. Like I'm done with my bombardment of like slipknot i'm not gonna you know make a federal case out of it and and there's people out there cry babies and it's like dude that this is this is the what 
art is it it mutates and it molds into whatever the artist wants it to and that's that get over it you know it's it is what it is completely agree and you know i'll take a bad album by a band over a band just breaking up right you know exactly. like i'd rather have them around doing their thing and maybe put out an album that has maybe half of it that i like and then the other half i just don't go back to because it's right. still new music at the end of the day it's what they want to do it's not and again they were what early 20s or so when they wrote iowa mm -hmm. right what person in their 40s is still going to be that angry especially when you are rich in one of the biggest metal bands of all time like let's right. be real outside of metallica slipknot is probably the biggest one out there oh yeah yep you got these rich 40 something year old middle-aged dudes they don't have it that much to be super mad about anymore you can't expect iowa levels of aggression from them at this age honestly mm -hmm. we're lucky they're still able to do what they do now i mean you have yeah. Corey breaking his when he break his neck that time a few years back and i saw them on the tour after that he's got a he's big still, neck with a broken neck the man was still jumping around like it's super impressive yeah he's got a beefy so, neck i, I also just want neck? to oh yeah his neck is massive <laughs> he's got it's nuts uh i just want to read some of the lyrics from h377 real quick <laughs> i love this song but there's one verse specifically that killed me uh i was a sign the sign was in the eyes the eyes were in the skull the skull was in the wall the wall was in my head my head was in the ground the ground <laughs> was all decayed the rotting had a name the name was a sign fuck you yeah yeah <laughs> and then it goes into the one of us knows who hates me one of us loves it thing <laughs> oh i i don't know what any of that means it reminds me of, i'm like, sure there uh, is some like artistic explanation he has for it and i would love to hear it it's like but the I, milk comes from the cow and yes. the milk becomes the cheese the yes. cheese becomes the food i spend i read that over like <laughs> 10 times just trying to think like there's got to be something here that i'm missing yeah no no i just don't get it and maybe that's just me but yeah crazy. yeah there's some pretty bad lyrics on this yeah i mean and like all slipknot releases have had cringy you know especially when when Corey starts kind of doing the like rappy stuff and he's like uh you know straight to the brain you know to to you know he did a lot of that i'm sure in dmfd yeah. or whatever but like you know like in his old releases he would be like you know like that kind of cringy rapping by the white guy that you know he thinks he's cool but in reality it just comes off like you know completely detached from like what's actually cool and what people are doing in rap yeah but, and i also um, just yeah. want to point out that there is not enough uh just smacking of kegs going on on this no oh yeah. Trash bin. yeah not enough trash bin here yes yes mm -hmm. All right, JT, this is your part. <laughs> <laughs> like, no pressure. How, how do you follow that? No up? pressure. Rah, rah. Oh my God. No. Um, oh my God. <laughs> Listen, man, you don't understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, we should all buy Slipknot masks for Halloween, guys. Dude, we should only, we should, this should be like artwork on the wall if there's yeah. Slipknot album covers. Wish.com. <laughs> Wish.com. I call Turkey Man. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Um, any other 
things you guys want to share at all? Any other like thoughts before we wrap up for the evening or, or anything in particular? Um, I'm good to go to my rating, Mike. Yeah. I, besides I mean, that, yeah. Overall, I just um like I find the the songs on this are kind of all similar in there, except obviously the ones that are super experimental. The ones that aren't are all all pretty similar in their chorus sounds and their just overall um, their structure and whatever like that. Which um, those are the one those are the songs that I, I felt the most like that were like Slipknot, you know, like the Hive Mind, the um, you know even the Dying Song, and uh, they were the most like that reminded me of like typical Slipknot. And then you know like it's the inconsistency that this song, this album has that really um, hurts it. And, uh, but I do like that they did have a lot of the sounds at the beginning of some of the songs and weird um, sounds and kind of like, you know, like I like the the ones where you hear a smashing glass in the background, you hear someone like almost like vomiting in the background, stuff, like weird stuff like that. It's like, I love like the horror aspect of Slipknot, you know, and it's, um, I, it was nice to have some of that there. So it, it kept me, um, interested in which is why I liked acidic because it kind of reminded me of like the horror side of Slipknot in a song versus like hey here's the intro which is a horror sounds and then here comes the song but it was like the whole thing was like one big horror song which is cool like I think that's a that's why I think I liked it all right and uh, Kyle you got anything before we go to ratings and stuff or what no I'm good to go to my rating all right you want to kick it off then for your rating yeah, I'll kick it off. So at the end of the day, this did end up, no shocker, being my least favorite release by Slipknot. Uh, with that said, I don't, I wouldn't classify it as a bad album. I would classify it as an album with a handful of good songs and then a lot of just forgettable middle of the road things. There's only about maybe one or two songs I thought were just overtly bad. So with that said, Pretty middle of the road, maybe slightly above middle of the road. I gotta give it like a light three point five. Cool. All right, um, Mike, I'll go last. I'm gonna, gonna, just, I'm gonna defer to you, JT. You you defer to me. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh no. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like no uh, pressure. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like the volleyball. You know, this is like slowly just bumping it back over to my side of the net. Damn it. Um, no, but I'm um, honestly though, it is, it is. <laughs> after, after this, after the discussion we've had and after really thinking about it and after listening to the album, as, as, like I said, as someone who's not like the, who enjoys Slipknot, but not, maybe not to the same extent as mo- most other people. Um, if this is, album is a very, I'm agreeing with pretty much with, with Kyle on this one. On, I will say this. It is the more I look back at it, it's very middle of the road. There are some tracks, there are some lyrics that are really just. Don't make sense and are super cheesy like we talked about. I'm going to go a little bit lower than Kyle. I'm going to go at a 3.25 out of 5 for me. So it's, it's, it's just under, it's like a pretty much a middle of the road metal album for me. Um, but that's where I stand, a 3.25 out of 5. Mike, back over to yes. you, my friend. I mean. There's, there's the volleyball. The go ch- ahead. Yeah, cool. Volleyball will be the channel. Three touches. It's time for you to spike it down, Mike. Right. That's right. You know, 
play some rocket league and i gotta get you gotta make sure i hit the ball yeah sorry that was a uh, shameless plug for rocket league season eight go ahead and check it out hashtag uh rocket league no we're not sponsored by them we're not sponsored by by raid shadow legends or uh nord vpn but anyway it could be be, uh shout out to uh nord vpn if you are listening please for the love of God, get me out of Home Depot. But anyway, um, yeah, yes. Uh, so this album, okay. So I am a I am a firm believer in being hard on a band who has high expectations and being light on a on a band who doesn't have any high expectations. Like if the last three out al- um, Slipknot albums suck and this album came out, the ratings will be higher because it's like, hey, look, some some steps in a familiar place. Hooray! Here comes your rating of something better. But if the last couple albums have been great and this album comes out, the rating fluctuates to a lower rating just because of the expectation, you know? And it's like, I I love a good resurgence. I love a good album that breaks the stream, uh, the kind of the trend of bad um, albums where they've reached a different era, you know, or whatever. But um yeah so for me this was a 2.7 out of five i know that i know you're all gonna be up and up for he's the villain um, i'm the i am the villain and unfortunately there were a lot of lows on this album and there were only i would say um a couple highs uh enough to really kind of elevate it into that area and i feel like almost i wanted to give it a dead 2.5 out of 5 that was kind of like my original thought but then once i kind of the, some of the the stylistically songs grow me even adderall i mean i hate to be one of those people but uh i actually kind of when i first start the album and adderall comes on i kind of like um the like the the kind of uh, i hate the instrument instrumentation on that like where it's just like this lazy drum beat like mm-hmm. a, a, a person who's drumming who's like i don't know how to not be in a metal band right now like uh, like that's what it felt like it was like i'm trying to be more rock sounding but i just don't know what to do with my hands you know like i do i drum like this or do i uh you know and it felt like that like um, or someone writing a rock song like they're just not sure what kind of drum beat should i do um you know what i mean so uh yeah so yeah i had to stick with the 2.7 um you know and uh just i'm hoping that um uh, this is the end of this era of slipknot and they and they bring it and when they go on their own they just like save all that energy and that uh kind of uh, direction for uh like the previous album uh we are not your kind had such good choruses and Mm -hmm. such memorable songs on it that to follow up with this it's tough it's like following like a really uh real good performer on a stage like you know you know like after all that you're gonna have to really hit it home and you know none of those choruses were really memorable except with a couple so um and then the riffs themselves also were very um just almost barely there so yeah that's just kind of where i was sitting on it all right well that- jt i want to see the get the words villainous eh, eh. i don't know how you can do it just go uh go find uh you know something i'll find a way mike don't worry yeah you'll find a where the will is away yes don't worry mike you know what hold on a second here we go we're gonna we're gonna do this really quick this is what mike is tonight ladies and gentlemen (laughs) mike is the villain 
in, in you don't like, know what we're talking about it, it, we, uh, we have the text of the word villain up because mike is the villain <laughs> i have to look into getting a hat that says i'm a villain you know i'm sure <laughs> some skater oh, man, company definitely exists oh dude i'm finding it stay dude, tuned folks it's actually in the mail right now. Amazon is uh, I, I'm overnighting it. So, yeah, this is Mike's birthday. Mike's late birthday gift is going to be. Yes. A, a yes. villain hat. <laughs> I'm going to drop it on Depot. I'm excited for uh, next week when Mike is not the villain. When we talk about the heaviest release of the year, <laughs> the new oh. Taylor Swift album. Oh, I'm going to be the villain for sure. I mean, I so, Mike, I think you're going to love it. You think JT's a villain? What's that? No, I doubt You're it. Gonna, JT yeah. to be the villain. Oh God! About being the villain for next week. For those who don't know, we are going to be doing uh, Taylor Swift's Midnight uh, Midnight's as our next topic. So I'm actually very curious to see what she does because she's she's released a lot. Of, I mean, Boko and Armour are one thing, but like just the, before that, Lover and uh, you know, she's a really good pop artist. So we'll have to I'm see. Telling you, it's going to surprise us all. It's going to be uh, the sound we were hoping the Slipknot would put out. <laughs> 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 yeah, the name midnight. Of midnight. Yeah, midnight. Mike midnight. Be, dude, it should be like midnight sun. Ooh, it's bro, gonna be like the Ed Sheeran "Bring Me the Horizon." Um, so metal, bro. It's yeah, just gonna be Slipknot instrumentals, but instead of Corey Taylor, it's gonna be Taylor Swift. <laughs> hey, Tay, get belting it out over there, talking about her next breakup. Right? <laughs> We're never, ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever getting back together. <laughs> never, ever. So, anyways, that's gonna do it for us here at the for another episode of Career Perspectives. Thank you so much for watching, listening. However, you enjoyed us. Follow us on our social media accounts, and uh, th- I want to thank the two gentlemen for always doing this every week with me. And uh, yeah, Mike and Kyle, you guys are just just great. You know that. Yeah, hey. you, you might be the villain, but you're always great. Don't worry. Hey, it's just automatic, baby. That's it. <laughs> we should end the stream before anything happens. Oh, God. Yes. All right. Well, Good thank move. you so much for watching.